Fashion freaking matters. It matters to the economy, to society, and to each of us personally. Faster than anything else, what we wear tells the story of who we are or who we want to be. Fashion is the most immediate and intimate form of self-expression. Now, that is actually from Francis Corner's Why Fashion Matters, albeit slightly ad-libbed by myself. But this quote in a nutshell is why I love fashion. My name is Annalise Days and welcome to Oh My Days, What Are We Wearing? The eight-part series that is all about the F word. I talk about my 20 plus years working in the fashion industry, including my two-time brush with a certain reality show. I'll be your own personal hype girl, giving you practical advice on how to make it in fashion. Whether your runway is the kitchen, the office, or your local high street, I dish out my own dose of look good, feel good philosophy while discussing topics and dynamics that are super important to the fashion industry. Guess what? It is the final episode in this series of Oh My Days, What Are We Wearing? And today I want to talk about the future and the relationship between fashion and the digital space. There is no denying that social media has had a hugely positive impact on the industry. However, in the wake of a widespread global pandemic, the need for digital innovation is more apparent than ever before. And while some brands have been quick to embrace new technologies, others have shown little interest, which could render them just as obsolete as those brands who refuse to jump on the online shopping bandwagon. Now, I'd be telling a bold-faced lie if I said that the future of the digital space is something that I fully understand. Quite frankly, the metaverse, NFTs, cryptocurrency and all of that stuff goes right over my head. But what I want to do in this episode is attempt to understand it a little bit better and get thinking more about how new technologies will affect our everyday lives, our shopping habits and how we consume fashion. And of course, find out if now is the time for me to create my avatar and start building her digital wardrobe. Let's start with how the digital space is changing our fashion shopping habits. Now, I'm not really going to go too deep into how online shopping is a thing because, well, we all know it is and my ASOS order history proves it. But being able to buy direct from designers' websites and using e-commerce platforms means that people have more choice than ever when shopping online. And that's all without having to interact with a pushy sales assistant. We, of course, no longer rely solely on glossy magazines, celebrities and runway shows to tell us what we should be buying. But social media platforms have put the control in the hands of the consumers. Information travels rapidly and trends are born in seconds. Hashtag outfit of the day or hashtag OOTD to those in the know. Fashion week is no longer just one week out of the year. It's everywhere you look online. The rise of street style photographers has had an impact on how we think about our own personal style. Everyone wants to know what everyone else is wearing. And in recent years, there's been a rapid growth in options for buying and selling vintage and second-hand fashion online. Gone are the days where your only option for buying something pre-loved was to traipse down to your local charity shop or car boot sale. Platforms like one of my favourites, Vestiaire Collective, have made it easy not only to buy and sell your second-hand designer items, but also to have their authenticity verified. Something I've even noticed recently is that some designer brands, like Mulberry, actually have a pre-loved section directly on their website. 
However, there are most definitely strides to be made in improving the online shopping experience to make it more immersive and more importantly, more sustainable. Now let's talk AR shopping, yes. That's augmented reality shopping. This refers to the use of technology to enhance the shopping experience for customers by allowing them to virtually try out products. For example, trying on clothes and accessories using their smartphone or other devices. I feel like this is the next stage on from ASOS's product videos, where not only do they have photos of the model in said fashion item, but they also show videos of them strutting about in it, and for me this makes all the difference if I'm deciding to make a purchase. But imagine if I could see myself strutting about in that fashion item. Absolute game changer. There are many companies that are implementing AR technology into their website and app shopping experiences. However, in my opinion, this works better with some retail industries than others. For example, selling furniture. IKEA have an AR app which uses your smartphone camera to scan your space, let's say your living room, and it will automatically provide recommendations of, let's say, a sofa that fits into that space, and you can actually see how it would look. Or even beauty. For example, Sephora's mobile app has the virtual artist feature, which uses facial recognition to allow customers to digitally try on products. Customers scan their face and can try on different shades. They also took it one step further by allowing customers to follow makeup tutorials. For example, if a customer is taking a contouring tutorial, the app will overlay the contouring look on the customer's face digitally. However, I do think this gets a little more tricky when we're dealing with fashion and clothing, due to the fact that clothing is so tactile and it's all about the feeling a piece of clothing gives you, which is very hard to translate digitally. But that hasn't stopped fashion brands from trying. Gap, for example, have launched their AR app called Dressing Room by Gap. It encourages customers to ditch those long-fitting room lines, which sounds great. After selecting a garment, a customer then will select five body types featured in the app. If they like how it looks, they can simply buy it. Now, for me, this AR fitting room thing started out strong. But just five body types? I'm not sure how that can be seen as inclusive, especially as body types vary greatly, even if they fall under the same body type category. But I'm not throwing out this AR fitting room thing just yet as there are brands that instead of providing you with body types to choose from, are actually scanning your body to create a 360 3D model. That's more like it. Then, virtual reality technology overlays the scanned products on the 3D model of the shopper, so you can see what it actually looks like. I mean, I'm not sure how accurate this would be, though. Like, if I chose a size 8 instead of a size 10, would I actually be able to see the difference in fit? And without knowing if I could do up that zip without a fight, how would that help me make that purchasing decision? But I do think it's a good start. Technology is only getting better. I mean, the use of augmented reality is still in its infancy, with only 13% of people in the United States having ever used AR or virtual reality to shop before. I think I have, maybe once or twice trying on a few pairs of glasses. But ultimately, I can see why this would help with sustainability. 
as virtually trying on items could reduce the need for returns and exchanges, which would limit CO2 emissions. Now, in the midst of a global pandemic, live events were hugely affected and fashion weeks all over the globe were not immune. They had to go digital. And while this might have been viewed as a temporary solution, in actual fact, most fashion weeks continue to have a digital element, whether that's live streaming, pre-recorded shows or digital fashion presentations broadcasted across the internet. This is quite simply because it makes fashion weeks more accessible to a wider audience. Fashion weeks have been known for being rather elitist and getting across that red rope in hopes of making it to the fro, aka front row, is near nigh impossible for the average person. Heck, I'd even settle for the back row. Luxury brands such as Chanel, Gucci, Tom Ford, Brandon Maxwell, Ralph Lauren and so many more have all streamed their fashion shows, with Burberry hosting one of its recent shows at Maker's House in London and creating a special Snapchat filter for people watching at home. And I can't talk about live streaming fashion without mentioning bad girl Riri and her Savage X Fenty lingerie brand, which almost broke the internet with her debut fashion show, which streamed on Amazon Prime in September 2020. Timing was perfect, with many of us confined to our sofas. It reached a global audience of millions and generated a massive buzz as well as sales for the brand making it clear that there is a demand for more inclusive and immersive experiences within fashion. It's also important to note that some digital fashion presentations provide the opportunity for sustainable practices, as there's no need for physical samples, which, well, they can be extremely wasteful. Okay, so this is where we're going to dive into the digital wormhole that is the metaverse. In March 2022, the world witnessed the first ever Metaverse Fashion Week. Four days of runway shows and panel discussions all hosted in the 3D virtual world Decentraland. Okay, so think of the Metaverse as a globe. However, this globe has infinite destinations that you can visit in the blink of an eye just by putting on a VR headset. Brands that took part included Tommy Hilfiger, Etro and Robert Cavalli. Anyone online could log in and as their avatar, they could view shows, browse, shop using cryptocurrency and even play games, which totally dismantles that red rope of elitism and sounds better than any fashion week I know with games and actual purchases to be made. Jeremy Dynasty, managing partner of Scopernia, a Dubai-based company that helps organisations understand the metaverse and harness its opportunities, says... The metaverses that are of interest today are the metaverses that allow you to own things. So if you create something, you can own it. If you buy a shirt for your avatar, you can resell that shirt. If you have a digital avatar, that avatar is going to wear fashion. So obviously, fashion brands have an opportunity to provide that. Right. Now... I can't quite understand why I'd want to dress my avatar in drippy garments, which are likely more expensive than the clothes I dress my in-real-life body with. However, studies and experts predict that in the next five years, Gen Z, millennials and even Gen X are expected to spend as much as five hours a day in the metaverse. I don't know what I would do for five hours in the metaverse, but that being said, I had no clue I would nearly spend two hours a day on Instagram. 
But best believe, if I was spending five hours a day somewhere, I'd want to look good while being there. Today, big fashion brands are already selling digital fashion in the same way that digital art is being traded in the metaverse as NFTs. That's non-fungible tokens that act as certificates of ownership. I'm also struggling with getting my head around these. Owning something that I can't physically touch feels alien. But then I try to think of other aspects in life where this makes sense. Banking, for example. The money you have in your bank account is just a number on a screen. Of course, if I wanted to pull out all my monies in cash, it would then have a physical form. What about music? Where we buy and download an album or EP, we can listen to it as much as we like, but it's definitely not the same as owning and holding a CD. Remember those? Maybe owning an NFT is more like owning the rights to a song. I don't know. These do seem perfectly plausible, but for some reason it's hard for me to get my head around owning art or even fashion as an NFT. Like, what's the difference between owning a piece of art or having a picture or photo of said art? Maybe it's the investment money-making potential. Is that the same for fashion? As you can see, I have bare questions. Another notable study predicts that buying the right outfit for your avatar could become as aspirational to the average consumer as picking up the new season pieces from the catwalks of Paris, London and Milan. Lacoste has been a brand that has been at the forefront of experimenting with NFTs. They issued a collection called Underwater. However, this wasn't a collection of clothing for the digital space like one would first think. No, it was a series of digital crocodiles, yes, like the Lacoste logo, each with their own distinct design. Again, I have no clue why I would want to own a digital crocodile. However, in this case, owning one of these NFTs unlocks exclusive digital experiences, such as meet and greets with Lacoste ambassadors, access to exclusive physical products, and you also get to have your say on the future designs from the brand. The NFTs are one of a kind and cannot be replicated or exchanged for an identical item, giving them value as a limited edition item. Prices started at 0.08 Ether, which is a cryptocurrency equivalent to approximately £105. Now, at the time of recording this, the value had risen to 0.14 Ether, or £182, and this is only about six months after their release. Wow. For now, fashion labels are mostly raising brand awareness in these new markets by working with game developers to create player outfits. Lacoste dabbled in this also by hooking up with the game Minecraft, designing both digital looks for the video game's characters and an extensive real-life co-branded Minecraft collection of sportswear available to buy online. And Balenciaga teamed up with the video game Fortnite, giving one of the characters a digital Balenciaga hoodie that could then be bought in real life for €725. Meanwhile, the digital Balenciaga items were trading in the game for more than a thousand V-Bucks, Fortnite's in-game currency, equivalent to around €10. Let's just skip over the fact that they are currently cancelled. Anyway, these new digital opportunities can, as I mentioned earlier, help with sustainability. Web3-compatible software packages allow designers to have greater freedom to experiment. 
Designers can create lavish virtual collections without having to invest in materials and test the viability of their creations. Replacing physical clothing samples with digital renderings during the design and development phases can also help reduce a brand's carbon footprint. Virtual clothing can be used for modelling, sampling and marketing long before designs are ever sent to production. Evidently, with financial, creative and environmental benefits, the Web3 fashion industry could flourish in the future. But the metaverse fashion industry makeover may take longer than expected. For now, few consumers, including myself, would opt for a digital Chanel bag over owning one in real life. But as we can see, the digital space has dramatically changed how we interact with fashion over the last few years. And with VR headsets getting cheaper, apps and services becoming more accessible, we're seeing an uptick in people wanting to try out augmented reality. It's clear that the digital fashion revolution is coming. It's definitely exciting. But for now, I personally won't be rushing to create my digital avatar. And I'll be keeping my clothes right where I can see, smell and feel them. In my wardrobe, in real life. For the final fashion flashback of the series, we're actually fast forwarding. So technically this is a fashion flash forward or fast forward. In this episode, I spoke about fashion NFTs, but I wanted to look at the ones that you can actually digitally wear and focus on a platform that enables the average person to try this out today. DressX is an international digital fashion multi-brand retailer, basically ASOS, but for digital fashion. Despite being early in their journey, they envision a future where the fashion industry produces less, does not produce at all, or produces more sustainably, while keeping the beauty and excitement that physical fashion creates. Sounds great, right? But how exactly are they doing this? Well, they have an app, easily available to download, where digital looks can be applied to your body in augmented reality using photos and videos. But... Why would I want to do this? Well, according to research done by Barclays, 9% of clothing is bought for content creation to be returned afterwards. Okay, I put my hands up. I used to be guilty of this, especially during the lockdowns. I'd utilise ASOS's next day delivery, get a whole bunch of items delivered solely for the purpose of filming a video. And unless I fell in love with an item, I'd send them all back. Insert handover face emoji. But let's take the focus off of me because I feel like we all know or at least heard of that girl who doesn't want to be seen in an outfit because she's already posted it on the gram. Okay, so it's making a little bit more sense now, especially for content creators. And let's face it, who isn't a content creator these days? With videos becoming more popular on social feeds, DressX are filling a gap with their products to meet the needs of Gen Zs and Millennials. They have over 150 designers on board and more than 1,500 items available on the platform. DressX has served thousands of orders, all while only in its infancy stage. Furthermore, 54% of people that purchased a digital garment in 2020 would like to buy another one. Of course, I had to go on the app myself. And not only was it entertaining, 
but it was also surprisingly easy to use. I thought I was going to have to take a good piece of time to understand how to work my way through the app, maybe scan my body, get my tripod out, all sorts. But it was only within like the first minute of opening the app that I was trying on my first virtual piece of fashion, snapping photos and videos that I could then save to my camera roll. However, I quickly found that if I wanted to dress an existing photo or video of myself, or I assume take that outfit into the metaverse for a spin, then I'd have to subscribe to the Dress X Metalook service, costing $8.99 for one Metalook per month, $21.99 for three, and $34.99 for five Metalooks per month. I'm not quite sure, but my in real life self can't quite figure out if that's value for money yet but I'm definitely intrigued. They have a ton of collaborations on the app. Even Jay Alexander, or Miss Jay as you may know him from America's Next Top Model, has a collection that he launched. Miss Jay says that, I created this collection so that anyone could own a piece of digital fashion that can be applied anytime and anywhere, which makes them always runway ready confident. Other notable collabs include Adidas Originals, Fendi, and of course Gap had to get involved. Adidas have this one item called the PDF, Personal Flotation Device. The item description says, An icon evolves, true to its aesthetic roots but elevated with a meta twist. Watch the three stripes float as you inflate above the floor, away from nasty blimps and rug pulls. Don't wait until it's too late. It's the life vest of the metaverse. Hmm. I'm not really quite sure how to describe it, but I'd kind of say that it looks like inflatable armour. I mean, as you can see, I've still got lots of questions about wearable NFTs. I'd definitely say that it's worth checking out Dress X for yourself and keeping a close eye on their developments because I know for sure that this will be my first stop when my future avatar is looking for some retail therapy. As Dress X say, don't shop less, shop digital fashion. Wow, we've completed the first series of Oh My Days, What Are We Wearing?, I wanted to take this time to say thank you so much for your support and making time in your day to listen to my first venture into the podcasting world. I really hope that you learned a little something from this series, had some giggles and found some fashion inspiration along the way. If you haven't already, please do tell your friends about this podcast and of course, always feel free to reach out to me on socials with any questions or comments that you may have. My name is Annalise Days, and oh my days, what are we wearing?